0: Welcome to The Really Bad Mental Health Podcast. I'm Adam Collins, one of the hosts. Shortly, Adam Harvey and Lisa Cooper will be joining me. This podcast was born from our awesome, non-for-profit Claven brand, The Brave and Determined Company. Our mission is to provide everyone who needs it early intervention life-saving counselling. The three of us know firsthand the benefits counselling can have. We're just three friends breaking the stigma around mental health. This podcast is totally free. So to pay us back, subscribe and leave a comment. Spread the word on this movement that we've started. We hope you enjoy the show, but if you don't, we're going to do it anyway. Visit us at badco.uk. Welcome to the Really Bad Mental Health Podcast. Welcome to episode fifteen of the Really Bad Mental Health
1: Podcast. Welcome, Adam and Lisa. Welcome. Hello. Hi. And how are you guys? I'm good. It's been a good week. Done a bit of travelling. We uh, we did Snowden earlier in the week, so we'll talk about that a bit later on. Uh, done a bit of travelling for work. The weather's good. Jim's been good. I'm good. This this is a, it's a good week.
0: Excellent. I'm glad to hear it, Harris. That's a really cool. And if, for the people at home who can't see it, he's got a nice big smile on his face. This is a happy podcast, I feel. Lise, how are you? <laughs> I'm a little bit broken, I'm not going to lie,
2: after Snowden. My body hurts still. But, yeah, it did hurt a lot. It was a lot
0: tougher than I thought it was going to be. But you're smiling?
2: I'm smiling, yeah. Apart from that, you know, it's been a good week. I've been busy at work. That's been busy and a bit stressful. But apart from that...
0: But good, good, busy and stressful? Uh, yeah,
2: like good busy as in I've got a lot to do and it's keeping me, like, you know, days are going quickly. But I'm not still not very good at like dealing with stress, and I need to know, learn what to let go and what to kind of hold on to.
1: But you're aware of that?
2: I'm aware of it. I'm just not very good at action <laughs> in it.
1: No, but being aware of it is
0: is the start of that. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Being being aware of it is the start of you dealing with it. If you're unaware of it, then that's when you can go down a rabbit hole. So you're dead right there, Halves.
1: So yeah.
2: So yeah, but you know, Light like Half has been a good week. We had a good weekend, a lovely weekend with you guys. And
0: yeah, not got much to moan about this week. Glad to hear it. What about you, Ad? Uh, really positive from me. I've had a, re- a really good week, if I'm honest. Um, it's been some real good highs this week. And I feel like, I, I think people can probably hear it in my voice. Yeah, I'm really happy. It's been really, really cool. I'm <laughs> really happy. I mean, are you choosing
2: to be happy or is it just happening? Well, do you know,
0: I think, let's talk about that a bit now, about, you know, the, the choosing happy thing. And I think for me, I've accepted that you can't choose happy. And I think that's made me happier. Because it's kind of taken the pressure off for me. I feel like a bit of a weight's lifted off my shoulders rather than going, must choose happy, must choose happy, must choose happy. Just going, yeah, cool, man. You know, there's some bad things about life, but there's some really cool things about life. And now that pressure's gone, I feel a bit happier. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, if you ask me, is happiness a choice? I'd say, no, it's not. I think that you can be more positive about stuff, but I don't think happiness is a
1: choice. What do you say, I I would be inclined to agree with that. I think we have a choice to think before we act um, and that could lead to us being more happy. And that's my final comments on that subject. Excellent. Lace?
2: I think, I've been thinking about this quite a lot. Like you, like I felt like it was one of those things. As soon as we started thinking about it, it affected me a lot more than when I didn't think about it. But I think like you, I don't think it's a choice. And I think as long as what we're doing is enriching our lives in some way, it doesn't necessarily matter if it's making you happy. Do you know what I mean? Like, you might be training for work, you might be doing a college course, you might be doing a degree. It might not be making you happy at this point in time, but the further down the line it's going to enrich your life, sometimes you just got to make, like you say, like make choices, accept that they're not necessarily going to make you happy, but your life's getting better.
0: I think if, before we started this whole is his happiness a choice journey, my definition of happiness was moments of joy. There's moments of joy through your day, through your week, through your life that, that create this bubble of happiness. And I'm just gonna go back to that and think there's some really, there's some bad things, there's some you know rubbish stuff, there's some stressful times. But generally, for me, happiness is a moment of joy. And like you, halves, let's never talk about this again. <laughs>
1: Our mission at Badcoat is to provide everybody regardless of their situation early intervention life-saving counseling.
2: We do that by selling clothing and apparel through our not-for-profit business, the Brave and Determined Company, and that generates funds to provide everyone regardless of their situation early intervention life-saving counseling. So, get on our website, have a look at all the decent stuff, and buy something.
0: Yes, nice work, Lise. Said absolutely <laughs> beautifully, like we rehearsed it again. So, Lise, what happens if people buy four T-shirts?
2: If people buy four T-shirts, that's enough money to put one person through one session of early intervention life-saving counselling.
0: Nice, and for every 25 T-shirts and hoodies we sell, we support one th- person through a whole course of early intervention life-saving counselling. Harv, so I think we've got some new
1: products on the market. I think you're right so we've got a new t-shirt design we've done a lot of t-shirts already they've been a good seller uh, so we've mixed up the design a bit and we i mean i love it i saw it today i saw the sample of it today i think it's a really cool design can't wait to get it out there uh, for the general public to purchase and uh, fund some more counseling for people and also soft toy lines bad lines with little bad t-shirts on and they look great the kids well actually they're for anybody the big kids the little kids whoever they're awesome and i think there's one other product ad we have got
0: some metal reusable coffee cups on their way, which are going to be really cool. And the design is fantastic. And I think, Lise, you might be sharing that this week. So when this comes out, people have already seen pretty, it. Yeah. But go on our Insta and have a look and, um, and see what they look like. And I think we're also going to share that new t-shirt design, which will be really cool. And one thing to add on the lion is they're going to be our little worry bears, we're going to call them, like anxiety bears. So they've got a little zip in their in their rear end, where if your little one is worrying about anything, you can write down their anxieties on a piece of paper, zip them into the the rear of the the lion, and then in, in the morning, the lion's eating it up, and it's all gone. So that's a really, really cool thing, and and I think I could see you smiling, at least. I,
1: mean, that's I, really love it. I love that concept. We used to have,
2: like, my mum used to have little worry dolls that you put under your pillow, you tell your worries.
1: I, I just want to add to that as well, that writing down your worries and putting them into the lion isn't exclusively for kids. But well, that's a very good point, actually, halves.
0: Are all three of us going to have a worry bear? <laughs> a <laughs> yes. worry lion, we're going to call him. Yeah, be absolutely stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Right, so this week, apologies to everyone. We were going to have Shelly on. Shelley is our child's counsellor who um, we're really, really fond of, really keen to get her onto the show. But we asked her if we could postpone for a week, only because we had so much to talk about from what we've been doing. So let's talk about our podcast. So we're just going to run through a few things because we want you guys at home to know how we do this because obviously it's quite a big commitment from the three of us and, and we want to know how, we want you to know how we produce it and
1: what we do. So Harves, take us through it. How do we do this? Um, well, I think the first and most important thing is we review our budget for the podcast every month and every month that budget is zero. So uh, we have no money to produce this podcast with. We're doing it over Zoom with our little £7 headphones on at the moment, and you add edit it all via a brilliant um, piece of software and some great skill and patience of your own. Put the thing together.
0: Yeah, so we use a piece of software which is free, which is called Audacity, which I think is a really, really great bit of software. I did actually speak to a a sound engineer this week who told me that Audacity is the worst um, program he's ever worked with, but obviously he's a (laughs) professional. And I'm a helicopter mechanic by trade, so I think that it's a really good bit of equipment. So there's kind of, you know, two ways of looking at that. It's not done in a studio. I'm literally sat in the, the bedroom of our home. Harv's, you're sat in your bedroom. Lease you're sat in the lounge. Like Harv says, we've got £7 headphones on. We share an agenda. So we've got an agenda going forward. We like kind of plan the episodes coming up. We share an agenda on the Wednesday morning. I send it out. You guys update it with your stuff and we send it back. And then we've got between Wednesday night and Sunday morning, well, Saturday night really, to get it edited. Half does all the blurb that you see on Spotify and Amazon and all that sort of stuff. And when we have a guest, we actually like totally cut it into pieces. So we actually record the guest first. And then after the guest is left, we then record the beginning and then we cut and then we record the end. You would have heard if you listened to Joe Plum last week, him say, oh, I could see the little timer we record on Zoom zoom only lets you have 40 minutes unless you pay for it and of course like half says we review that budget it comes in pretty much at zero every week so we can't afford to pay for any more so we run for 40 minutes and then we have to switch off and then we jump back onto the same zoom call and then record again so it's you know we just wanted everyone to kind of know where we are and what we're doing so Lise, least tell us about the grant that we got from the council and what we're going to do with it
2: so yeah you guys were given a grant from shasta council which is very nice of them and you're going to or we're going to buy some new microphones because like I say last week we interviewed joe plum and his sound quality obviously he's a lot more professional than we are but he had a microphone there and you could definitely tell the difference so we're going to use some of that money to buy ourselves some microphones so hopefully everyone will notice the vast improvement <laughs> going forward Yeah. And also, like I say, you spend your time from tonight onwards to Saturday, cutting, editing, putting this together. So if anyone out there listening is an editor, is a sound engineer, knows anything about it and can help us out, get in touch, because we would love to have someone else help poor ads out doing it, because it's a lot of time, isn't it?
0: Oh, man. I mean, and it stresses me out a bit, really, because I yeah. worry about how I'm going to get it done. Because obviously, I've got a full time job, got some other stuff going on so inside. Don't know if you know about that. Won't talk about it now. And, uh, Lise, you look confused, like you didn't know what I was saying. No, what,
2: what else did you do? What, oh, sorry, I don't uh, know.
0: Did I not tell you? Lise, oh, Lise, don't, don't.
1: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Morning, what you do? I'm a firefighter. Do you know I posted a picture on my Instagram of the fire truck on Monday night and I had a couple of people say, Are you a firefighter? And I didn't know whether they were genuine or not. So I like <laughs> answered them going, Yeah, I am and they're like, Yeah, 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 yeah of course I know. I am. <laughs> yeah, they're like, Yeah, I know, I was taking a <laughs> um,
1: and you, you put that on Instagram?
0: Yes, I did put it on Instagram, yeah.
1: You put it on Instagram and your Instagram handle has the word firefighter in it. Well, I can't <laughs> confirm or deny. <laughs>
2: I'd say, so if anyone knows anyone or anyone can help, get in touch with us via email at company at gmail.com and save Adam's life.
0: Yay, that would be fantastic. If we could find an editor, that would be brilliant. We have, you know, we've approached companies and they've said they can do it for us, but it's 250 quid plus VAT an episode. And obviously we reviewed that in our budget meeting that we have monthly <laughs> and um, we decided <laughs> that we couldn't afford that. Lise, tell us about your Lisa Loves to Lift Home Workout weekly videos. So far,
2: you'll have noticed there hasn't been one published. But I've been very busy. I mean, I don't know if we mentioned we climbed a mountain at the weekend. And then when I got back Sunday, I was very... I was actually quite poorly Sunday. We won't go into too much detail. Uh, so I haven't had time to do one yet. But by this weekend, there's going to be one out there.
0: Do you know what you're going to do? Yes. Are you going to lift the sofa up?
2: I'm going to lift the sofa up. I'm going to lift my table up in one hand. I'm going to have my chairs balanced on the other. i going to do a few squats, a few overhead presses on my table... Yeah. No, nothing that complicated. It's going to be something everyone can follow. No equipment.
1: So just to clarify what you're doing there. So you're going to put together a little home workout that anybody could yes. do. And we're going to publish it to our Instagram account. Yeah. And anybody can just go and join that, join in uh, and do, well, do it at their own time or, or do it when you post it, whenever. Yeah. As we all know, mental
0: health is mirrored by physical health. And we had a discussion, didn't we, where we said there's a lot of people out there. Obviously, the three of us go to a CrossFit gym, but guys at home might not have access to a gym. But we've all got access to a living room and a garden where we can do home workouts. And Lise, uh, through lockdown, you did a lot of home workouts, didn't you? And so we did, yeah. Me and Harve had a discussion about who should do this and we both voted for Lise and seeing as there's three of us, you know, her vote was a minority, so she's in.
1: Yeah, and I will I will say as well there were no other candidates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the job's yours, Lise. Well done. Thanks for volunteering. Thanks. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. If anyone's got any questions, get in contact with us. Like said the brave and determined company at gmail.com, ask us anything. Absolutely anything. And if you need help or support, obviously get in touch with us um, at the same address. Topic for today.
2: Snowden! Woohoo!
0: So, what did we do at the weekend?
2: Climbed a mountain.
0: Only climbed a mountain, didn't we? Didn't we? Oh, and, yeah. We and did.
2: in treacherous
0: conditions, I would add. So, let's go back to the beginning about this. We decided to take on a challenge from Betterman, who challenged 100 men, 99 men and Lisa, to <laughs> walk to the top of Snowden and raise 10 grand four mind so it was a 100 pound each you know we entered we said we we're going to do it he said it was okay for Lisa to come along we thought yeah it's only walking up a hill isn't it and I actually used those words
2: <laughs>
0: it, it's a bit more than that and
1: let's be honest
2: yeah and it's not quite walking I would say it is climbing like I clambered at start at times at stages
1: well I can I can clarify now because I'm an experienced mountain climber after climbing one mountain and looking at some of the uh, phraseology used in that world. And there's a term scramble, which is something between a hike and a climb. And I think in elements of that we scrambled, the other elements we hiked. I don't think least unfortunately, technically, we actually climbed. (laughs) Okay, there's a bit at the end,
0: which actually, you know, we'll talk about it a bit later, because Harv was googling it. But there's a bit called this the pig scramble. And that's the most dangerous bit of Snowdon, wasn't it? On the on the path we walked. And it's actually called the scramble. Yeah. I think so I know because... what you mean.
2: That was when I lost the plot.
0: Yeah, you're not climbing, <laughs> but you're not walking. You are literally hands and knees going up it, aren't you? Yeah. So we met on Friday night. We all jumped in the car together in the beamer. Sim Zimmer. Yeah, we drove in style. You know our role. And we hit up the M5 and stopped at our favourite, um, or one of our favourite stops on the way which was on the side of the m5 where they were serving muck flurries and milkshakes and we jumped on a little radio interview didn't we do you know as you do on the side of the m5
2: as you do you know casually
0: kerry from this is alfred gave us a call and said are you climbing snowden tomorrow are you actually do- Are you doing it virtually and we were like no we're actually doing it so we jumped on had a quick radio interview with him which is really cool to catch up with him and say yeah yeah we're actually doing this and obviously kerry he knew some Welsh, which was more than we knew. We knew Bryn and Araf. Bryn is hill, Araf being slow down, or slow. And um, he told us lots of Welsh words that I don't remember any. halves. do you remember? No, absolutely not. No, the only one I can remember is still Araf and Bryn, that's it. But um, Kerry, Kerry Jones, obviously must be sort of some sort of Welsh heritage. And he sort of painted the picture that it's not quite a hill.
2: We didn't know what we'd let ourselves in for, did we?
0: Absolutely not. So we got to the hotel, had a quick drink, went to bed, got up the next morning. Quite early. I'm very much the um, the timekeeper when it comes to to leaving the hotel. and this, <laughs> the, So the next two minutes of this podcast could be interesting. So I said, right, guys, we are rolling out of that car park at 6am sharp. So I get up, at, I don't know what time I got up, but I'm in the car park at 10 to 6. I get a text from Adam Harvey that says, "Ah." Oh, I forgot my toothpaste. Have you got any? So I texted him back. and it was, But actually, it's probably earlier than
1: 10 to 6, wasn't it? It was earlier because I was all bar brushing my teeth. I was ready to go.
0: Yeah, so I didn't have a, a key to get back in because I'd have checked out of my room. So I texted him and said, you'll have to ask Lise over to you guys discuss.
1: Well, I mean, there's not a lot to discuss. I asked Lise if I could uh, use some toothpaste. She, Julia Blythe, I wasn't sure what room she was in. You gave me an erroneous number, so I probably woke somebody else up. On route, knocked on the door. Lease, very yeah, very um, kindly lent me some toothpaste. Thought nothing more of it. I brushed my teeth. In fact, she even lent me the toothpaste. She squirted it onto my toothbrush like she was rationing it in World War ii or something. <laughs> I went back to my room, brushed my teeth, got my stuff together, checked out, met Ad, ready to go before six o'clock. I've got nothing else to say on the matter. Yeah.
0: So halves rolls out the door. We're talking five fifty eight. He's got two it minutes to It was 5.58. Yeah, yeah, two minutes to spare. half you could have had two extra minutes in bed. So, Lee <laughs> says, I'll be down in a minute via text. I said, well, <laughs> Lise, we're rolling in two minutes. Where are you? And then a minute later, text at one minute to go. What time did you roll out of that door, Lee? I think I got down
2: to you about
0: 6.04. I think it was 6.05. Was it? Oh, I
2: mean, for anyone who knows me, that's good going at that time of day. And... Can I just say, like, asked asking for toothpaste through me because I was like, I don't know if he wants to borrow my whole tube of toothpaste. And by that point, I hadn't brushed my teeth because this is what I was saying about me taking everything literally. So I was like, I haven't brushed my teeth yet, but I also haven't finished my cup of tea. So I didn't want to, like, give him the whole... I didn't want to go quickly brush my teeth because I was like, oh, but I still want a bit of my tea. Then he sort of knocked on the door and he stood there with his toothbrush. So I thought, oh, actually, he only wants a little bit of it. So that whole like toothpaste debacle took up about three minutes of my time like deciding what to do <laughs> which is what made me late.
0: Were you literally like in your room kind of do I give them the toothpaste do I have my teeth? <laughs> yeah. do I brush my teeth now
2: thinking yeah, what like, do I do? Quickly drinking my tea well it was hot it didn't taste very nice anyway like oh I, I don't, I'm not ready to brush my teeth yet like for me that's my last thing to kind of do and then I was like yeah, I was late. I should have got up a bit earlier. I give. You what that. time
0: did you get up for the for the for the clarity of our listeners? We were rolling out at six oh. o'clock, <laughs> which you knew that. What time did you set your alarm?
2: I set my alarm for half five, and I got out of bed at what five I forty.
1: Knew. Twenty That's minutes just much matters to me.
2: Yeah, and then I I couldn't get my bladder in my bag, my water bladder. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, yeah 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 explain that let <laughs> <later>. clarify that <laughs>
2: Sorry, yeah so <laughs> and a bladder pack it goes in your bag that you can drink out of the store and can i just say anyone who's like me who's always late someone like you going we're leaving in two minutes i'm leaving without you never makes anyone go any quicker
1: i'm still gonna say <laughs> it just
2: it. makes them panic
1: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be fair to you here lise even though you were late um it was all your own doing add you know five past six it's not that bad, is it? I think most people, you know, not you... on a
2: Saturday morning. What time
1: did you roll out? What time did you leave? Most people expect you to turn around and go half past seven. So, uh, you know, five past six when you leave. Five past six. Late is late, half. No, late is late. You, it
2: worked. I'm like, if you're not five minutes early, you're late. Yeah, you go,
0: late, See? But, yeah, I just didn't even have enough
2: time.
0: Right. So, heads up for next time. Brush your teeth on your own time, lease, not on mine. All right. Okay.
2: Yes, boss. I <laughs> I was going to text you back and be like, right, I'll get the train home. I don't mind. See
1: you later. <laughs> just get up out of
0: here. Yeah, because me and Harv had some time on our hands, we were saying, should we move the car around the back of the, <laughs> round the back of the hotel just to see you freak out when you think we've actually got. I would have been like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah.
2: So, but we had plenty of time. We got there. Plenty
0: of time to spare. We even had a McDonald's breakfast on the way. Yeah, and I'm going to say, Lise, I, I think that's half's yeah. fault out and out, isn't it? You know, the, the proof's Definitely. there. You know, they both explained your sides. Harv, that's your fault Lise was late, so you're forgiven, Lise. Yeah. sorry about that. Thanks,
2: thanks,
1: mate. Take your own toothpaste.
0: <laughs> well, this is it, actually. When yeah, don't be a your toothpaste. It's your fault, half for forgetting
1: your toothpaste. Yeah. Do you, do you want to go with that? Do you want to go with that? Yeah, let's go with that, mate. Let's okay. go with that. If, if it makes you two feel better, I take the blame. Um, for Lisa's failure then you know I'm, I'm happy with that that's okay. fine perfect thanks
0: that's, that's a, it takes a real man to say when you get
1: it wrong so thanks for that <laughs> no absolutely not a problem not a problem I mean only only mistakes only mistakes although my mistakes and Lisa's mistakes is fine absolutely fine so
0: we got to the car park it was absolutely lashing it down with rain uh, the weather forecast for the day was just going to get worse and worse and worse we met Better Man, who's a guy called Alex, um, who was who put on this whole charity event, and about fifty people turned up, I think, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, and the weather was, you know, was horrendous. There was a nice coffee shop opposite the uh, opposite where we met, weren't there halves? You, uh, you was it put... nice?
2: I... D- did anyone get anything from it?
0: Yeah, you got yourself a coffee half, and me and Lisa went without. But we did see your cup, and it looked like a nice
1: cup. So I feel like I need to put a bit of meat on those bones as well, actually, if you don't mind, because I'm coming out of this not very well at the moment. I tried to get your attention. I wanted to buy you a coffee. I tried to get your attention. I was shouting your name across a car park, which is also the same as my name, which sounds weird because I felt like I was just shouting my own name across a car park in the rain. And you were so focused on looking at your car that you love so much that you didn't hear me. So um, you missed out on that coffee, and it was a very nice coffee. Although I had to pretend I was staying at the hospital. Either. Why
2: didn't I get a tea?
1: Because you were late. Oh, okay. That's a fair one. Fair <laughs> point there, Hav.
0: Yeah, I go okay with that. <laughs> you had to pretend you were a resident of the hotel to get the coffee
1: yeah yeah What
0: did she say are you staying here and you said yeah
1: Walked in, and then i walked through a couple of doors and i thought this is a bit everybody else is just sat here getting their breakfast and and i'm just walked in soaking wet and uh she said are you resident and i said yeah cappuccino. just said it all really quickly and then she got on with it so yeah so you
0: didn't even have to pay for the coffee i had yeah. to pay for it but i think it was for residents oh okay okay it
1: Um, would have looked dodgy you you having three i got through their security system by just saying yeah. what exactly so i did it because i didn't want to end up in in, uh in jail no (laughs) that's fair enough fair enough no one wants to go to prison do they so yeah 50 people
0: turned up and we were given two options on the route one of them was called pig and one of them was called Miners. pig was the slightly harder one so we decided let's do that Lise, i'm gonna hand over to you to sort of talk us through your preparation
2: or lack of preparation so I was going to do it in a pair of trainers up until last week, and then I thought oh, I better buy some shoes, some walking shoes. I bought some new shoes. They weren't waterproof by any means. They were—I wouldn't even say—they were showerproof, to be honest. Along with my coat, which I thought was waterproof, again, not even showerproof, and my backpack, which I borrowed off my brother everything aside it got (laughs) soaked. so I feel like I was very underprepared for the weather conditions
0: but you did have walking shoes and so did you have didn't you and you guys when I said about having some boots you guys poo-pooed that from the outset and said what a loser I was for having them yeah I I will I will apologise
2: yeah I'll say
1: sorry for that no you don't need to apologise don't don't be silly it's only banter isn't it but (laughs) don't don't be like that now on the day you made us (laughs) apologise
0: oh yeah that's what I remember saying I'm not walking up to the top of this hill unless you do apologize so the weather you know we were all a bit unprepared let's be honest the weather well, was when sideways. I to
2: the forecast it said drizzle so in my head drizzle was like that kind of damp rain that just is a bit of a drizzle not horizontal no vertical
0: horizontal sideways
2: I mean it was literally coming in sideways <laughs> yeah it was horizontal rain wasn't it
0: yeah towards it the top
2: like literally coming at you Everything I was in was soaking wet. I don't think I've ever been as wet and cold.
0: Well, we to start with, you know, you start climbing and you think, oh, this is cool, and you know, the goal is to get to the top. And we stopped, didn't we? And and everyone kind of stripped off a bit and took some layers off. And halves, you were just in literally a pair of te- <laughs> a pair of shorts and a t shirt, and we're just you know moseying up yeah. the side of this mountain, and and the weather had sort of eased up a bit and you could see a few views and it was nice, wasn't it? It was really nice. blowing a little bit, but you know, it's supposed to be tough. And we're walking up the side of this hill and... Well, mountain, I said I should say. Stop calling it a hill. And we're walking up the side of this mountain. And it was really good. Like, the three of us were together. We met Aaron from um, It's OK, who we interviewed the other day. Cameron, a guy from Shasbury was there with his um, eight-year-old son, which we were like, wow, he's eight and he's going to climb this hill, Harry. You know and it was really nice wasn't it but the further we got up the more you got into the clouds the colder it got the steeper it got the harder the terrain, the wetter it got and then by the time we got to the top it was relentless wasn't it
2: yeah
0: like it was a horrible horrible day like windy cold like you say horizontal or vertical rain whichever <laughs> way you want to say it um, and it was driving in your face wasn't it and yeah. i look over and half still in a t-shirt <laughs>
2: Uh, and like you couldn't see anything, could you? We got to the top. Literally, you could just about see your hand in front of your face.
0: Oh, it's ridiculous! Was... Like someone said to me, "There's a cat. There's a cafe at the top," and I didn't even see that.
2: My dad said that. He said, "There's a visitor center." Yeah. I was like, "I don't think there is." Not the bit we walked
0: up. No, there there is. I saw a building, sort of, in the distance. Uh, um, but you, it was man. that you know you couldn't even see the railway line from the top because, and that's for people who know Snowdon, it's quite close.
1: little bit concerned in in hindsight about um how warm i got compared to everybody else i mean i know you said at the foot of the mountain or the first little climb people were taking a few layers off because they were getting warm and they were moving and i thought well i'm you know i'm doing the same i was in shorts and t-shirt anyway and the further we got up the colder it got the wetter it got as you uh, rightly explained and i was still really hot and then we were at the summit and there were people around me wearing woolly hats in gloves in coats and i'm still stood there in shorts and t-shirt thinking I, why am I so hot? So if um, anybody's <laughs> so listening and wants to tell me that why how I can stand there in shorts and t-shirt while everybody else at the top of a mountain in the rain is quite rightly wearing hats and coats, and I'm just stood there like I was just wandered off the beach, baking, weird. Least it was it it was weird,
0: wasn't it? Because there's you and I, yeah, freezing cold, and it, he was absolutely like the steam coming off his head. <laughs> yeah, I was at that point, like you know, when you that wet and cold, that you're like
2: you you can feel your bones sort of chattering, and you know, you feel like you get the shakes, and you think, oh, I can't stop this in a minute. And I was like that. I was that cold at the top.
0: But what an achievement, wasn't it? What an achievement that we we reached the top, and and it was such a like such an exhilarating thing to be at the top but also so bloody dangerous because it was so <laughs> howling a, a gale and we just quickly ran up there didn't we quick selfie and then ran back down and got some shelter where we tried to sort of you know get a bit of respite have a bite to eat and stuff but you know there was a part on the mountain that scramble that we spoke about earlier where we got separated didn't we so me and halves ended up together and least you you were sort of behind us by probably not not far 20 meters maybe yeah and it
2: was just, but it's but because there's a lot of people isn't there so there's a lot of people coming back down there's a lot of people I was surprised at how many people were kind of climbing that day and we just kind of got a little bit split up and I had to stop a few times because I was so I kind of hit a wall a bit at that point and I was like I don't think I can carry on anymore and I think I always needed to be on my own to not moan at anyone and just be like I can't do this I'm not doing it and I, (laughs) I just remember being like I'm this far up it I've got to dig in and I've got to keep going because I've come this far and you know there's that sort of saying you know you haven't come this far to just come this far and I was like I've got to do it and there was um there's a guy I've been listening to just recently on some podcasts um David Goggins who is he's an ex-Navy SEAL and he's one of these guys who does all sorts of like ultra marathons he's made you know broken all sorts of records and he always says that when you think you're done you're only at 40% you know, your mind's given up, but your body has got another 60% to go and you just got to dig in and find that 60%. And I kind of, I got to that point and I was like, you know, I can do this, I can bloody do this. And I did. And I was really proud when I got, when I saw you guys at the next topic, there's a video that you took that was on our stories. I keep watching it back because it just cracks me up at how, like my whole face and everything just says like, I have had enough of this, but I carried on. And it was it was brilliant. And, and to do it in those conditions as well, I think maybe even more of an
1: achievement.
0: Yeah, and to do it with you two guys, it was just awesome to, to get to the top and like the three of us with all the stuff we've done this year and where we've got to, to actually be there at the top with you two. It was like absolutely exhilarating, you know, it was like, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, just talking about it, like the the hairs on my neck are standing up because it was so cool to do. Shame that the weather was so bad because you couldn't see a bloody thing. But, you know,
2: it was I mean, it's amazing,
0: you know, and I'm glad I did it with you two. So Better Man put on some guides so there were some guys wearing yellow t-shirts and they um they were going to start climbing back down the mountain and they said they weren't going to take the pig trail they were going to go on miners so halves tell us about how that worked out
1: well it didn't did it (laughs) (laughs) It um yeah so we thought we'd take that route because miners as you described earlier is a easier track up and therefore an easier track down it's more like a path than the other route the route that we took Um, So we did the hard bit going up, so we thought we'd take the easier route back down, even though it might take a little bit longer. But we went wrong, didn't we? We took took a wrong turn at some point, and we ended up two hours away from where we needed to be, or two hours walking distance away from where we needed to be, at the foot of the mountain. Personally, I didn't mind was more than happy to get lost, carry on going down, be late, don't bother me. And at least being late obviously doesn't bother you. (laughs) And how did you feel about it? I thought it was bullshit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the only times I think I've ever heard you have that kind of tone in your voice, like this. You know, normally you're the one who goes like, "Yeah, I can't guys? We can do this." Let's, you know, it's only two hours walk. We've already done four hours. Let's just keep going. And you were like, I can just remember you looking at your phone. We are two and a half hours walk from where we need to be.
0: And you just like, so what actually happened was the guides. we followed the guides and they went wrong and we followed them. So we ended up going down a trail called Lamberis, which for anyone who knows Snowdon is complete. We parked at Penn pass and we came out in, in the village where the train goes up. So effectively we walked downhill for two and a half hours on a gravel path. And the, the shocking thing for me was I thought once we are at the top. That'd be the hard bit. And the coming down would be easy. The the coming down was harder, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was just it was like for the people that live in Shaftesbury, it's like walking down Gold Hill for two and a half hours on (laughs) on rocky stuff. And the of best course- bit
2: was when we saw that woman with a cup of coffee thinking she'd just come from the car park and you were like, oh, where did you get that coffee from? And she went, oh, only about five minutes that way. And we were like, oh, my God, we're nearly back at the car park.
0: Yeah, we were halfway. Yeah,
2: we were halfway down the hill, still going in the wrong direction. And
0: there was a woman sat at that halfway bit, blazing up <laughs> a massive spliff. And everyone was like, what are you doing? Like, you—that uh, you, that's no performance enhancing drug. You're not going to be able to get up to the top. <laughs> No I mean Who's it' probably that? made it a bit more enjoyable less that but I don't know, I reckon I would have struggled after that, but <laughs> so we're we're coming down this hill and we're and my my non prepped self and i and I'm kicking myself for this, didn't take a map, didn't take a compass, and that's the two things I should have taken, but I thought I didn't think I'd need one because you know it's so. You know, for me, it was walking up a hill. What happened was no phone signal as you're coming down. We get to a point where the signal comes back in, and we are a good, you know, five sixths of the way down this hill. And I looked at my phone and got the maps up, and and I had said, at least was like, oh look, you can see, you can see where we're going now. And I'm thinking, well, there's no train track on the way up here, and there's a train track now. And I got my phone up. Google mapped it worked out and it was a two hour walk or a 15 minute car drive to and just on flat roads, wasn't it just walking around Wales. So you're down the mountain, but you're just walking between one village and Penn pass. So we got down to the bottom and I, you know, I was a bit vocal about my feelings coming down there. (laughs) I wasn't near breaking point. I was just thinking, I, I suppose I was surprised at how tough it was walking down a hill. Yeah. Like my knees were hurting, my toes were hurting when they were in the like hitting the ends of your shoes. Half you said your f- knees were hurting.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it was it was a nightmare. So we got down to the bottom eventually. And then we're like, well, what do we do? So what what did we do, Lise?
2: <laughs> we went and got a coffee and a hot chocolate. <laughs> no, we went to a shop where we did get some refreshment and we asked a very lovely shop assistant, you know, how do we get back to where we need to be? Anna, and there were quite a few other people, wasn't there, who've done the same thing, who were, you know, there was another group of walkers who were from pool, strangely enough, and they, a couple of them had done the wrong thing, another group of lads had done the wrong thing, so, you know, it's obviously quite a common mistake to make, but she told us to go and either wait for a bus or go and get a taxi from the bus stop, and that would be the easier way to get back, which is what we did.
0: So we jumped in the taxi, didn't we, and shot round.
1: Yeah, well, we we jumped in the taxi and went past the guides <laughs> that we were supposed to have been. Following. We were walking the extra two hours, and yeah, like I said, we went past them. We didn't. Um, we didn't stop. Well, there was no room Which in our taxi, crazy. was there? There's no room in our taxi for any yeah, more people. We'll, we'll we'll go with that. It makes us sound like better people.
0: Yeah. So we we got back to the car park, and within ten minutes. Cameron, the guy we were talking about from Shaftesbury, turns up with his eight-year-old lad and we had sort of said, God, it must be hard for them as we were climbing up there. They got up there, got to the top, walked back down the pig track and arrived five minutes after we did. So They absolutely smashed it, those two, and big shout out to them for doing it. Ha- Harry's eight years old and he got all the way out there and all the way back. That, that is brave and determined. Yeah, it's And brave. I
2: bet he moaned less than I did.
1: <laughs> and he had, he had a great tactic, a great, you know, a great way of approaching it that obviously we didn't think about, and that was just to come back the way you went up. Well, why didn't we think of that?
2: (laughs) I don't know, I feel like that was more dangerous. I think I would have broken something coming back down that way.
0: Yeah, it did look a bit dangerous. I wouldn't have it?
2: felt very confident coming down there. Yeah,
0: but it would have been quicker. But fair play to him, and a big shout out to um, Zoe who goes to our CrossFit gym and Lee who also came up and did it. Zoe, Zoe and Leah um, are partners, and they came up and did it with us. And and it was such a such a good day, and so overwhelming how cool it was that we did it, and we raised a good bit of money for Mind and an awesome, awesome get-together from um, from Betterman, the guy called Alex. So it's really, really cool. Yeah,
2: highly recommend
1: it. So you to Google some... Well, actually, because I've had this obsessive personality that now, because i climbed Snowden, on the way home, I was Googling all the other mountains I could climb, um, potentially, and also some statistics about them and there were some quite i think surprising statistics about snowden and rescues i think according to the website i was reading there are eight deaths a year on snowden which really did surprise me um and there are 200 rescues Um, so you know that's quite in, in my layman's opinion that is quite a lot for what is not I mean, it is a mountain, but there are far more challenging mountains out there. So um, hats off to those guys that do it as well, the uh, rescuers, because I believe they're all or nearly all voluntary, which is phenomenal given that they're getting through 200 a year.
0: I didn't know any of those facts until we're bombing it back down the M5 coming home and half an ounces, eight people a year die on Snowdon. And the most dangerous bit is the, the scramble on, pig, on the pig track, which we had done. And we're doing it with phones in our hands. You know, video and what we're doing. Going, oh look, look at us! Wow, this is cool. Get for your Insta. You know, when we're coming in, we're thinking, oh my god, eight people a year on average. So some years more than that die, and on good years less than that die. Two hundred rescues a year—that's like four a week. What were we thinking? Like we are mad, you know, tackling it the way we did. But I mean, we were prepared compared to some other people we saw. Yeah, that's
2: the thing. I think that's the trouble, isn't it? Like people go thinking it's. Not going to be that hard. I say we saw some people just kind of in jeans, trainers, you know, no real kind of preparation or look like they were in the right sort of walking gear or anything.
0: I saw a guy in a vest, shorts, and trainers, and no bag, and he's just walking up there as if like you know he's he's walking (laughs) to Morrison's. Yeah, he's just going to Morrison's to get a packet of peanuts. You know, but you know, (laughs) whatever, it's up to each each one. So, what's next? Everest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're quite at Everest level. So we, I think Snowden was a uh, thousand meters above sea level. Is that right?
2: Uh, so I, Snowden is one thousand and eighty-five meters in elevation gain.
0: And I'm pretty sure Everest is like eight thousand. So you know, <laughs> so just we did have, eight yeah. times over yeah i mean i I haven't got a Google in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it's about eight thousand meters, so we did like what we did was one eighth of what they do at Everest, so I don't think we should do everest you know next, maybe two no. you know go somewhere in between
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I think um scaffold Pike
0: or Ben nevis maybe yeah scaffold Pike I think would be um would be good you got some facts about
1: that I think on your half, uh no, I've only got one fact or one bit of opinion that apparently so of the three of the three peaks uh snowden oh, sorry ben nevis is the highest then it's snowden then it's scaffold pike but apparently scaffold pike generally has the worst visibility which is kind of hard to get my head around given that we couldn't see anything from the top of snowden but i guess it's more consistent uh more consistently poor visibility so we'll see how that adds into the challenge and then ben Nevis, because it's higher in uh, is just you know has obviously challenging aspects and i will not go up there underprepared. that's for sure so I was going to add as well that um, right back at the start of the podcast, this episode tonight, we um, we discussed how we were. And I said I, I was really good and positive. Um, and I believe a lot of that was kicked off by, by Snowden happening. I think that set me up um, for what's been a really good week so far. I think it ticks a lot of boxes, um, a lot of mental health boxes for me. Um, purpose, being outdoors, raising the heart rate having a laugh being you know, being with good friends uh, achieving something stepping outside of comfort zones i think there's a lot to be said for it from a mental health point of view and you know we spent a little bit of money doing it because we stayed in the hotel and we paid for parking and we we ended up getting a taxi and all the rest of it but you can i believe do it for you know for not a lot of money and, you know, and what price your mental health so um you know maybe not snowdon but get out there get climbing just exploring i think it reminded me of how beneficial being outdoors is for your mental health.
0: I I can't second that enough. You know, it was such a high and it's one of my highlights of 2022. I'll be honest with you guys to, to walk that with you two. And like you say, halves to get the heart rate up, to be outside, the purpose that we were trying to raise some money for, um, Mm. for, for mind. And, and, you know, that, that community that, that Better Man created and, bringing everyone together to do a similar thing and we all had our stories and we all had our individual sort of journeys on that mountain honestly it was fantastic and I'd say the same you don't have to go and climb Snowden. go and walk across a field with with some friends or some family or some loved ones and and get outside and get your heart rate up and it's incredible what fresh air can and and your heart rate just going up a little bit can do for your mental health it's was fantastic wasn't it I think
2: we got to know each other a bit better as well, didn't we? And we had some pretty deep conversations at the time, Kevin down that mountain.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we talked about some deep stuff and we talked about some funny stuff. We had some good banter, but we also talked about our own mental health journeys and, and what we've been through and how we feel now and where we see the future going. And it was great. You can't pay for that. That's therapy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that is therapy. Yeah. So thanks, guys. It was really, really cool. So let's no, do it thanks. again. You but I'm not, Yeah, I'm not going to do um, the three peaks because I don't see the point in doing it in 24 hours. I, do, I want to go up there. I mean, I know this sounds crazy. I want to go to the top to see the view and enjoy it. <laughs> I know we didn't see it. No, bloody... quick,
2: let's go. Back
0: <laughs> but I think we should do all three peaks, just not in 24 hours. Okay.
2: Yeah. Let's aim for that. In a way fest. No, no way best. Oh. So when I said that at the start, I was like, yeah, this is all right. We could do this in a way to best. And then, like, halfway up, I was like, no, don't shut your
0: mouth. But there were some people <laughs> running up it, wasn't there? We did see people running up and down it. Yeah. It's yeah, their like training trainers. ground. I was, yeah. I suppose it's their training ground. <music> Lee, I think you might have a little rant for us this week. Go for it. I have got a little rant. So whilst
2: I have had a good week yesterday, I was pretty annoyed. My car insurance is due for renewal, and I got my renewal quote from my existing provider, which was nearly four hundred pound. Which I thought was quite a lot. It's gone up by about one hundred and thirty quid. So I was like, I'm not paying that. So I did the older Meerkat movies. Oh, not my makeup movies anymore, are they? Just Meerkat meals, wherever it is. Did that. Got my like new quote for two hundred fifty six quid. I was like, that's a bit more like it. Checked everything everything was the same cover go on my my existing one I can't cancel it online I Have to ring up and speak to someone which I hate doing anyway I hate talking to people on the phone so finally after about three attempts to get through being on hold for 10 minutes giving up get through to someone she tells she goes through the questions and then tells me that some of my answers are inconsistent with what they've already got so let me just rerun that quote for you so go through it. She gives me a new price of 300 and something. And I said, well, I can still get it for 256. And she went, oh, yeah, but you need to check your answers again. Okay, I'll go off I'll redo it. I'll come back, try again, get put on hold, sit there waiting. Get through to a lovely guy called Rudolph. Rudolph. you the reindeer. And uh, he go, I said to him, you know, I spoke to someone earlier. They gave me a new price. I can still beat it. And he's like, let me see what I can do for you, Miss Cooper. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. I was like, I've already done this though. Like, you know, it was 323. Three. I said, and that's still more money than what I can get. I said, if you can meet 256, I'll stay with you. I'm happy. I'm not complaining. I just can't afford it. Oh, okay. Let me see. Puts me on hold, comes back and goes, Oh, I can get it for 256. I'm like, Why can't you just give me that price in the first place? Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like, and a like, part of me wanted to say, That's very kind of you, Rudolph. But if you'd have given me that price yesterday on my renewal quote, I'd have bit your hand off. But now, but I didn't. I just said, That's fine. Thanks pay for wow. it but yeah it just annoys me like why oh. can't they do the comparison and give me the same price that comes up that i'm getting because they've got the same info haven't
0: they it's so annoying you're an existing customer and they don't yeah. give you the best price go
1: for it yeah. have you look like you've got a bit of a rant here well i, I do i do i totally get where you're coming from and i think i mean it's okay for for me for you, you know, for you two we're, we're we're kind of on it we're young enough we've got the internet we're you know we're aware of this thing but you know the, the price hikes they put on i mean i remember my my quote to renew was about another 100 quid something like that and obviously i did something about it but it will auto renew and there are people out there that aren't you know maybe the elderly or maybe you know some people with, with other challenges that might not be able to do that or or um, be aware of it and it just it just frustrates the hell out of me because i think it's it's totally unfair i think you know people are being stitched up by these these insurance renewals um and Yeah, it's not. It's not right. I hate it. I hate that auto renew thing that they
0: don't even ask you. They just put it on and then you get a letter saying, oh, your insurance is going to auto renew and it's double what you paid last year. And then you have to go out your way to phone them to say, do not auto renew it. Like, you can't. It's almost like you can't tick a box to say, I don't want that when you buy the policy. I hate it. And the
2: fact that you have to talk to someone to cancel it. Do you know I me mean? like i know they, they want to try and make you stay but you should be able to do
1: it online shouldn't you when you when you buy insurance car insurance you buy it you buy it for 12 months you don't buy it for 12 months rolling or anything like that and i think it's it's totally totally wrong it should be an opt uh renewal should be an opt-in thing not an opt-out thing and they shouldn't be allowed to make it so you have to phone up and you can't go online um absolutely with you on that right. Lisa, it's uh yeah it's wrong and like
2: some of the one of the questions she asked me one of them was like what's your like marital status and I was like what's that got to do with my car insurance like what effect does whether I've got a partner whether I'm widowed whether I'm married whether I'm single how does that affect the price you're giving me well, that's you a for one point. and then he was like and you said you you um last year you said you didn't own your own home this year you're saying you did and I said well I bought a house. I said, but it's not the house where the car's parked. I rent the house where I park my car. And he's like, oh, right. I don't know. I said, I don't know what difference that makes. He's like, no, nor do I. And I said, (laughs) and so then he was like, so you do own a home? I was like, yes, I own a home, but not where you're asking me about the insurance. So I don't know what relevance that is. I don't know what you want me to answer that question.
1: And then he was just like, well,
2: we'll say yes. And I was like, great, you know. (laughs) But yeah, it's some of the questions. You just think, what, you know, how does that affect what price you're
0: giving me this goes back to what you were saying lisa about your percentages of time and yeah. how much you percentage of time you have to have fun and be happy and you've spent you know 10 percent of your week on the I phone i think it took me an hour yesterday
2: to sort yeah. it out messing as well
0: about as time it then took me online to like get a new quote and yeah. yeah and that's what i mean like if that quote went up by 40 quid i would think do you know what 40 quid that's fine, I'll suck it up because it means I haven't got to phone yeah. anyone and let it auto-renew. But when they're putting up by, you know, double or 200 quid, it's just yeah. wrong, isn't it?
2: And I haven't even had a claim or anything. It's not like I've claimed no on anything and it should have gone up. You know, it's just like, so yeah, I was a bit livid yesterday. That annoyed me.
1: So we're coming to the end of the episode. From a personal point of view, I think what I'm going to take out of tonight's episode and hopefully encourage others to do is what we touched on a little while ago, and that's to get outdoors. For your mental health and your physical health, uh, we live in you know for those of us in the UK, we're, we're blessed with some wonderful countryside um, to get out and get amongst it. So that's um, that's my message from the pod, if you like. Nice. What about you, Lise?
2: So I think like for me, it was a bit, like snow climbing. soda was a bit of a life lesson and a metaphor of like it's not necessarily about the like getting to the top and the view from the top. For me, it was the journey up there. And like the fact that at one point I was going to give up and then I carried on going and, you know, it makes you realise that you're capable of more than what you think you are, you know. And whilst the view I'm sure is lovely when it's not a foggy day, it's not about the, you know, like I say, it's not the, the destination, it's the journey.
0: Absolutely. And I'd second that. I think for me, it was the experience itself of climbing Snowden was fantastic. And I was with you two guys and, you know, you're two awesome people in my life and I'm blessed to have you guys in it. Um, and it was tough, it was really tough, but if you break it down, you know, the preparation part of it, where we were all getting together and we were talking about it and hyping each other up the actual climb where it was really tough, but there was some good, you know, there was times where we felt like we couldn't do it, we felt like we were near the top and we still had half an hour to go. And, and then we got to the top, the exhilaration of being at the top, even though we couldn't see anything. And then the journey down was the bit where I think I felt. I learned something because it's not all about the up sometimes it's about you know you've achieved the goal and it's the other side of that and and coping with it and getting through it and i i would just say to people if you've got something out there an experience you want to do and it could be anything go and do it you know as harv always says there's two kinds of people there's pointers and there's doers don't be a pointer be a doer and go and do it absolutely I've had a request to finish out, Lise, and you, you, you've you got to sing because you do every episode, but I've had a request to rap Vanilla Ice.
2: Oh, you go ahead. That's a good rap. I've heard you do this before.
0: <laughs> I'm a bit nervous.
2: It's, it's horrible, isn't it? I mean, I was going to sing some Westlife because I'm obviously to see Westlife on Saturday. Oh, yeah. So I was going to sing a bit of Westlife this week if it came up in conversation, but, you know, I'm going to hand it over to you.
0: OK, so I need a beat, Lise. Bring in a beat. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 I might as well stop rate and listen ice is back when my brand new invention something grabs a hold of me tightly throws like a harpoon daily and nightly will it ever stop yo I don't know turn off the lights and I'll glow to the extreme, I'll rock a mic like a vandal, we'll light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle, dance, caress the speaker that booms, I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom, deadly, when I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony, love it or leave it, I better can't wait, we better hit bullseye, the kid don't play, if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it, check out the hook while my DJ revolves it.
2: I, I, I. Baby.
0: Dun, 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 dun. Ah, there you go. For the requests out there, it's now done, isn't it? And I've been I've been asked week on week for about two months to do that. So there you go, it's done. Lisa, come on, sing us out to Westlife. Oh, before we go, guys, don't forget, our Instagram, Facebook page, please like and share. Tell everyone about what we're doing. Visit us at badco.uk. Buy some stuff. All of the profit goes to that early intervention life-saving counselling. You're getting some cool apparel and you're also funding... People's counseling, which could not be better.
2: I'm supposed to leave you now, but when you're looking like that, I can't believe what I just gave away. Now I can't take it back. I want to get lost.
0: Beautiful. I want to live a life without you.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. I love a bit
0: Westlife. Oh, fantastic. Well, listen, enjoy Westlife on Saturday, and we will see you guys next week when we speak to Shelley. See you later. Take care, guys. Bye. See you later, hi. See you, Lee. Bye. Bye, bye. Yeah. Bye, bye, guys. Bye. 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 Right. You, you leave. No, no. You <laughs> yeah. hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen it on uh, on Friends where um, Ross is on the phone to Julie and she's going, he's going, oh, no, yeah. you hang up, no, yeah, you like <laughs> she, she can <laughs> hang up have then he's like.
2: I'm going